Lauren, how's your game going? I won. You won. You got all four candles. Uh, you know, I believe you. That's that's the true definition of winning. <laughs> Did you just say Truly. suck it? <laughs> <laughs> Truly. We must all aspire to such a greatness. Four candles. Your four candles in the wind. Okay. Uh, Grandpa's shrine is on your side. You got the statue of perfection? Whoa. You know, you know what's going to happen here? But is... you don't want to get rid of that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what's going to happen here, too, is I'm going to edit this episode, and we're going to realize that we're only hearing our half of this conversation and we're not going to be able to hear Lauren's reply because it'll all be it'll all be messed out by Pepper going <laughs> He was so confused by the microphone. There he is. That's great radio. Yep. Really inviting to the new listeners. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about Yu-Gi-Oh now? <laughs> yeah, what time is it? Y'all move. It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 23, Face-Off, colon, Part 2. Uh, we're in the middle of it, in the midst of a, yep. of a second three-parter. We are now uh, most of the way through our two-part, three-part, or three-parter, three two-part. <laughs> we're two-thirds two of the way through the three-part, the two-parter. Three-parter three three double sequel. <laughs> double double sequel? Double feature. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually, it's a decent episode. I'm, I was pretty happy with it. Um, yeah, it's better than the last three-parter. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Um, but before we get started, uh, for those of our audience who uh, maybe have already wasted 20 minutes of their time watching a Yu-Gi-Oh! episode, uh, but hopefully have not, as always, uh, we would like to give a recommendation for something that you could do instead of watching this weird anime. Uh, Jimmy, what do you recommend this week? Uh, I recommend watching a good anime. Such as? Uh my Hero Academia, or Boku no Hero Academia, if you're pretentious. I have heard so many good things about the show, but I haven't watched it yet. What is it? <laughs> it is a, it's an anime show about a world where everyone has, almost everyone has superpowers. Okay. And, um... Now, you sa- you clarified and said almost everyone. Yes, because the main character does not have any superpowers. Ah. But he wants to be a, a superhero so bad and go to, um to the school where they learn to like cultivate their strengths and like go out and become professional superheroes. But he doesn't have a thing until one day he gets superpowers and um, he finally gets into this super good school. So it's like a high school anime and like a superhero anime and it's really funny. So what and you're nice. saying is it's the anime version of the hit Disney Channel original mu- uh, movie Sky High. No joke. Let me pull up a, uh, a a picture here of one of the main characters, uh, All Might. No, I was I was about to ask you about All Might because that's the character that I hear about the most. 
All Might's basically like the Superman of this world, right? Yes, like he has all the powers or he, whatever. His super power is just being super. He's super strong. He can kind of fly, I think. Okay. Um, and you mentioned um, that Disney Channel original Sky High. movie, Sky High. Oh my God. Doesn't he look very similar? He's essentially the dad from Sky High. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, people give a lot of grief to Disney Channel original movies. They really don't get the respect they deserve. You said that on Twitter a while ago. I yeah, and I Your love I continue to Channel. agree. And I'm very glad that uh, another podcast that I actually really like uh, called D Comedy D C O M D uh, liked that tweet actually. Um, and it's a podcast where uh, it's two people. I it's been a little bit since I've listened to it. I apologize. I want to say they're siblings. Uh, they watch Disney Channel original movies and talk about them very much like how we talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, episodes. Right up your alley. Um, so I, I listened to, uh, they did one about uh, Xenon, uh, Girl of the 21st Century. Um, they did one about uh, Smart House. That was very good. Um, i trying to think of the other one that I listened to. Luck of the I keep Irish, I want to these say. things, but I barely ever watched Disney Channel growing up. I was de- I was on Cartoon Network mostly. Cartoon Network and sometimes Nickelodeon, but mostly Cartoon mm. Network. So Disney Channel original movies just like I don't know what these are. What, All the ones you're saying, I know. What was the one that you said, Lauren? Under Wraps is the best one. Under Wraps. Okay, remind me the, which one that was. So they discover this like mummy or uh-huh, whatever uh-huh. and it is alive but it's not evil and they have to like take care of it oh and yeah it, and it's kind of becomes like a harry and the hendersons but it's uh yeah. but it's a mummy yeah so with mummy instead of bigfoot exactly exactly yeah. Really yeah 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 um i'm trying to remember there's the one where uh the kids are there are two kids and they're the the son and daughter of these like super geniuses and they make like a time machine to make their parents young again so they'll fall in love they can like relive high school and and like relive the time that they fell in love so it's not a time machine it's... no no, no it's, a, it's like a it makes them young again that might even be the name of the movie is young again you seriously never watched disney channel original movies maybe like parts of jimmy, one here and there jimmy famous jet jackson the movie right <laughs> that was a great one any of the Xenon movies? Um, I thought her earrings were so cool. They're tiny little CDs. Like that's yeah. Well, that you know, spoilers. That's the twist of the whole movie. But I mean, that's that movie's how old now? Yeah, that's not really a spoiler. Why aren't we watching these instead of Yu-Gi-Oh? Because there's already a podcast about it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, so D comedy. Look it up. All right. Apple Podcasts. And if you like anime. I say Boku Yes Hero Academia. <laughs> Jimmy. That's not how Japanese works. Uh, where do you watch My Hero Academia? Uh, it's on Hulu. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Hulu has been doing a lot of really interesting things, and I I felt really bad for like not giving it a chance. I when I learned that even though you know you can like pay for a subscription, you'll still see ads, I really just turned off and yeah, like same. didn't want to do it. I'm only watching it because my roommate has a subscription. Nice. Okay. And I've heard that it's not ads on every program either and not like in the middle. It's just like... Of movies, yeah. Right. It's just like at the beginning you'd watch an ad. Okay. 
Okay. Well, it's hey, like that between gives me... episodes, you see ads. Okay. Well, and that's not too bad. Like, no. Okay. And that's, I mean, really just another reason to get Hulu at this point. Um, because that's the way that if you go to yugioh.com, just to bring it back around, uh, all the episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh that they have hosted there are on Hulu. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do they have Hulu in uh, the UK? I have no idea. Uh, we're going to find out. <laughs> so we'll it's gonna see. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I know because uh, I, I had been worrying about this the other night. I know there's at least one way. Yeah, there's UK Netflix and there's UK Amazon Video. Yo, and the, yeah, they both have different stuff on it, uh, as Lauren was saying. Um, so I've heard other countries get way better stuff on Netflix than we do. They and they might. I've heard it's at least different. So it kind of depends on what you're looking for. Um, but there are enough places to watch Yu-Gi-Oh now that I know that I will at least be able to watch Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> when we move. Um, yeah, that'll be <laughs> that'll be really interesting. Oh, I'm so glad. Gotta gotta keep my priorities straight. Um, my recommendation this week is, uh, I have another library card. Yeah. My recommendation this week is to go watch sky high. Actually, fuck what I was going to say earlier. Go watch sky high. Um, no really though. So I have a, uh, another library card recommendation. Uh, I think two weeks ago I talked about like getting a library card yeah. and using the, um, the apps to, you know, listen to audiobooks and stuff. There's a new app. Uh, Lauren and I got emails from our library this last week. Uh, there's a new app called hoopla. Hoopla! Yep, exactly. That's a lot of hoopla. Sounds like a lot of hoopla. Uh, and it's from SpongeBob. That's when he's explaining what the Krabby Patty is. Uh, <laughs> and he throws a brick at this little fish. Why do I know like every word to that episode? <laughs> hoopla! Just, Just remember, poop. <laughs> People order our, our patties. Um, boy. Uh, okay. Anyway, hoopla is a great app where you put in uh, your library card information and you can check out uh, movies, music, and comic books. Oh, dang. So my recommendation this week is to use your library card to go read comic books because it's phenomenal digitally. Yeah. I mean, you can go get them for free or, you know, in in the real life too. Like libraries just have comic books now. It's Mm. crazy. Um, They've had comic books for a long time. I mean, yeah, but like... I'm rediscovering it, I guess. Uh, I mean, that's how I read Tintin as a kid. I was going oh, to their okay. big yeah, bin yeah. of like oversized comics, pulling out all the good Tintin. And I guess just like as an adult, it's not something that I've really thought about. And for me, I mean, I don't really want to be carrying around like a library book, comic book, you know, like on my commute or something. But I can pull up a comic oh, book on my guy phone. Reading a comic book well, here no. on the Max. Okay, no, no, it's it's less that and more just like I don't trust myself to be able to take care of a comic yeah. book because comic books are flimsy, you know, yeah. and like you don't want to drop it or lose it or yeah or tear it or I don't know. Not that I'm like that clumsy, but I'd be worried. Um, but I the the Hoopla app lets you borrow Hoopla! uh at least for our library you can borrow ten uh titles per month. Uh, nice. for comic books and by titles you actually get whole volumes of comic books so you can get like five or six issues per oh, per title um so i just read the first volume of green lanterns the mm. series that started two years ago um and that's very good uh and i've been uh starting the mighty Morphin power rangers series that of started course. a couple years ago and that's very good really um it's really good it's surprisingly good um yeah 
Yeah. Uh, so I, I've just been digging it. Uh, and even on like a smaller phone, you know, I have an iPhone uh, 7, which is the, the smaller screen, I guess. Um, they do like a action view uh, where it zooms in on just like panel by panel instead oh, of page uh-huh. by page. So you can get still sort of that sequential comic book view, but actually like the text is big enough for you to read. Um, and on an iPad, it's phenomenal. It's like reading, oh, I bet. It's like reading an actual comic book. It's great. Um, so yeah, so that's my recommendation. Go read a comic book. Use the Hoopla app. Use your uh, library card. Really just make the most of it. Cool. Take that, Amazon. Yeah, Can't replace our libraries. Let's talk about a show. Let's talk about a show. Uh, I was trying to come up with some other thing to say to Amazon there, and it's kind of <laughs> drew a blank. Um, Buzz off, Bezos. It's time to discuss the episode. Jimmy, last week I did the recap of our episode, so I believe that makes it your turn this week. Oh, I do believe it is, unfortunately, because this is one of those card-heavy episodes. Yeah, this is one of those that you hate. That I hate. <laughs> there was some good stuff happening last episode, and now I have to slog through this one. Yep. You can do it, though. I believe in you. Okay. Well, it starts off right where the other one left off. Uh-huh. Uh, Yugi and Kaiba are dueling at the top of this tower and like five feet from the edge for some reason instead of anyway you could say they've taken one step closer to the edge i could but i won't and i'm about to break <laughs> they're they're dueling on top of kaiba's weird or not kaiba's castle pegasus's castle yeah castle pegasus pegasus's pegasi's castle pegasus the pegasus nope the pegasol no do you think okay so Disney has several castles. Chalet Pegasus. Now, that's a different... Oh, you're thinking of Chateau Pegasus, which is his winery. Ah, yes, I am. Uh, so Disney has several parks and castles and things. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this would be called... If it weren't called Duelist Kingdom, would it be called Pegasus World? Pegasus Land? Pegaland? <laughs> Pegaland sta- kind of well, sounds not- like Pegel Land. Yeah. Like it's dedicated to that game. Well, Disneyland is—it's not based off of like Mickey Mouse, but it—it it would be like Pegasus Land, if if he's like the the Walt Disney, right? Right, equivalent. exactly. Pego Pego World. <laughs> he he'd come up with some pretentious name for it, I'm sure. Like Duelist Kingdom. Yes, like <laughs> Duelist Kingdom. Anyway, I'm sorry, I interrupted. The Duelist Place on Earth. <laughs> So they're so they're battling uh, on this ledge that's been sort of conspicuously built explicitly for dueling. For dueling, yes. In this exact format that for Kaiba this scenario devised in secret, supposedly. Yeah. So um, and Bandit Keith is creeping, watching them from a tower, and uh, Kaiba has his gin, the super magical genie, gin out on his side and. Yugi has I forget what it was. It was was it Dark Magician? Uh, Dark, Dark Magician comes up pretty come early, so it yeah. might it might have been Dark Magician. Anyway, uh, the point is that Kaiba plays um, that magic destroying card. Yep. That, that D spell. D spell. I remember it being like super simple yeah and and it's really funny the way that he says it too he's like i am going to destroy yugi's plan no pardon me he 
He says it like Kaiba. I'm going to destroy Yugi's plan. And I'm going to play this card that can destroy any magic card. I equip Lejin with D-Spell. Lejin cast D-Spell. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on in this episode. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of narration. But uh, D-Spell does what it says on the tin, and it gets rid of Yugi's Swords of Revealing Light. And so uh, Kaiba's monsters can do stuff again. And um, let's see what happens next. It was, oh yeah, Yugi plays Mystic Box. Because there's this like whole, I, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but this is, there's this whole period where like all the onlookers are like discussing among themselves how Yugi's going to get out of this jam. Yeah. And Yugi just plays Mystic Box and swaps out uh, the... Uh, yeah, the, if you'll remember from last time, the the genie was in a magic bottle. On a magic lamp, yes. Oh, that's right. And so he sacrificed, he kills the lamp, and um, there's this whole like five-minute sequence where Yugi is explaining what's going on with the mystic box. It's like, you would think that I just killed my dark magician, but no. And I think it's at this point that Kaiba's like, but how? Because it says so on the freaking card, you idiot. Yeah, it is so weird. So we we've seen the these magic are imaginary box characters before, and every time Yugi does the full like magician's spiel of like nothing up my sleeves and yeah, uh, the the many swords will pierce the box and uh, and everyone's just so flabbergasted every time and they're like, or you could have just like read what it said on the card and like we'd just move on with yeah the turn. So anyway, so he destroys the magic lamp that it was kills, protecting the genie. Yeah, and so he's able to attack the genie. Yep. And it goes kapoof. Yep. And then Kaiba... Uh, uh, oh, no. It's still Yugi's turn somehow. And he plays the Eye of Truth. And he is able to see Kaiba's hand, much right. as it suggests. And again, it's one of those where it says it does what it says on the tin. It's the eye of truth. It's or he it's like the magical revealing eye of truth or whatever. Yeah. And he goes, and much like the name suggests, it allows me to see the truth in all things. And it's like, well, or you could just say like it says on the card. I, I can, can see, see your hand. hand. Show me your hand. And yeah. And so he's able to see Kaiba's hand, which has um Saggy the Dark Clown and a Blue Eyes White Dragon in it. And like Yugi's like, oh, he's got a Blue Eyes White Dragon! <gasps> As though that's anything you should be surprised about. And from the peanut gallery, Joey, Tristan, and Bakura are all like, who would have thought he's got a Blue Eyes in his hand? That Kaiba sure, do, <laughs> sure does love his Blue Eyes. Yeah, they like actually comment on it. And I think Joey's the one like, who's like, man, he sure loves his dragon cards. Yeah, Something and, and Tristan, Tristan's like, yep, that's, yeah, that's that's what he has. That's what he does. <laughs> and Bakura's like, three blue eyes? How is Yugi ever going to defeat that? Um, and they all kind of like remind us that, oh yeah, that's Kaiba's entire deal. And like, he's the only person with these cards. So yeah. that's that's what he do. He plays. <laughs> and so Kaiba draws the crush card. And then he summons Saggy the Dark Clown, or they pronounce it in this one as Soggy the Dark Clown, it's, which is ugh. still pretty gross. The Dark Moist Clown. And this is the uh, the weird part, because Yugi recalls Dark Magician back into his hand. He does. And we were wondering why that is, and I th we decided it's just because he's... 
that's the only way he can use his freaking uh, holographic projector things. Yeah, and that's kind of why I was confused last episode about this like platform that they're dueling on because it's so narrow a walkway that the platform itself could only fit one hologram, right? Like it yeah. wasn't built with the holographic arena of the other duels that we've seen on Duelist Kingdom. So I think by inventing these like hologram Beyblades, Kaiba just like invented a new format of duel monsters yeah and it's no like no one discusses it it's like pokemon you can only have one out at a time yeah and you have to like pull them back to order in order to send another one out so that's exactly what happens yep so we, we're he, playing pokemon now yep except with humans which is kind of weird mm, so he, I mean, he gets mr mime jinx ugh. yeah anyway he gets dark magician back into his hand yep. and summons uh gaia the fierce knight which attacks and destroys Saggy, which I never want to soggy. talk about again. <laughs> God. Ooh, soggy. And it was actually... The dark cloud. A trap. <gasps> it's a trap. Yes. Kaiba activates Crush Card Virus, which goes through Yugi's deck. And um, I guess he infected the clown with it. And so when the clown died, it like... It's like spores, and it wafts yep. over to Yugi's deck, and it goes and kills or infects all the monsters with greater than 1,500 attack points, so they can't do anything. Yep. You can't bring them out. You can't. It's a deadly virus that spreads throughout your dick. I mean, deck. <laughs> there was a lot of that. Do you want to go into the... the um... No, I'm going to save it for my best. Okay. <laughs> there, were some, there were some choice lines, you guys. All right, let's continue on. And so Yugi is now forced to play only uh, his weaker monsters. Correct. And so he draws Summon Skull, like just to show that he can't play Summon Skull. And so he summons Silver Fang in defense position. Just a dog, like a wolf. Yeah, Silver Fang Wolf. And finally. Silver Fang Wolf. Okay, sorry. Brief aside here. Silver Fang Wolf is also a Hearthstone card and a very good card. And I'm so glad i know that it's like also a world of warcraft thing and that's what it's actually referencing i think but i like to think that it's referencing Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> well maybe it is when did what which came first the chicken or the egg world of warcraft or Yu-Gi-Oh? maybe oh, it was a reference that's, that's a great question i don't actually or maybe know silver and, and fang are two to... common words that can be used I... to describe a big white wolf that's probably it yeah <laughs> Anyway, anyway, um, Kaiba gets another blue eyes and he doesn't play him yet because as he's like told us like five times now in his inner monologue, he is just <sighs> waiting to get all three so he can polymerize them into the blue eyes ultimate dragon, the King Ghidorah of blue eyes white dragons. The monster of unbeatable might. <laughs> Surrender now or prepare to fight. Yeah. Blue eyes. That's right. Jesus, <laughs> you've been hanging on to that one. <laughs> and so Kaiba summons just a battle ox, which has a battle axe. Right. And it attract, attacks and destroys Silver Fang. And so... Um, you can tell exactly how much Jimmy hates these episodes by the fact that he's literally just reading from the Wikia page right now. Yeah. And that's the only way that we can remember the order of operations here. There's like, so much that goes on. It's like this happened and then that happened. And I can't remember... 
you like honestly for a lot of these episodes where it's just duel heavy you might as well just say like they dueled <laughs> basically that's what it comes down to the whole this entire episode could be summarized as they duel and then kaiba gets his blue eyes ultimate dragon <gasps> spoilers wow sorry guys who would have thought that this three-part episode that's all about the Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon would result in the Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon coming out in the field. Sorry if I spoiled it for but, you. But is there a face-off? They're facing off, yes. <gasps> okay, well let's 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 go through the steps. Take me through this. Take me okay. on a, take me on a mystical journey. I'll, I'll take you on a journey of the cards. Uh, Yugi uh, plays Griffor, whatever the hell that Griffor. is. Griffor. Okay. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you one more time here. Just the one. Uh, Griffor, you made the joke that Griffor looks like a snubble it does. from Pokemon. And this is the most Pokemon-ass summoning of the whole episode. Like, this is literally when it becomes Pokemon. Because he, uh, or no, he doesn't recall Silverfang. So Silverfang's destroyed. And he draws this card that has below 1,500 attack points. And he goes, ah, I can play this one. And he goes, Griffor, magical creature, I select you. I, I summon you, uh, Griffor. Yeah, Go, Griffor. Right. And he, like, throws the holographic thing. And we get this, like, slow-mo shot of it flying through the air and spinning. And the the string that it's attached to, like, waves and it shimmers in this chromatic sort of rainbow. And it becomes taut as the... As the top reaches its full length, and it's just so like that's the best animation in the whole goddamn episode, and it's just him spinning a top. They're really stretching out this episode to get they their really uh, are their full twenty minutes. Anyway. And so that thing comes out, Griffor, and obviously it can't attack um, the the battle locks. Right. So he just like in um, Axe Cop. <laughs> he uses a magical unicorn horn and equips it to the Griffor, so it just sprouts the unicorn horn, and like the, Uniman. And the the unicorn horn is attacking an axe wielding creature. Yeah. So this is very axe cop right now. Yeah. Predates axe cop. Axe cop origins. <laughs> anyway, it kills the battle ox. Whoop de doo. There's a great line in there too where. Kaiba kind of points out that the Griffor uh, doesn't have enough attack points to defeat the Battle Ox with his Battle Axe. And uh, Yugi goes, ah, that's that's what you think, Kaiba, but with the power of the Unicorn Horn. Um, and then, you know, he does. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, That's, I mean, really, if you're going to watch this episode, you're going to be watching it for just those little, like, quips. Uh of just them going back and forth, being like, ah, you can't do this. Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> yeah, that's this the whole duel. And really, all duels Yugi's in like is like 80% just monologuing to each other. Yeah. About like their strength power and what each card does. And it's like the actual duel itself probably would happen in like a couple of minutes. Right, exactly. Can I, Lauren, do you mind if I share a story about your little brother? Uh, so we were babysitting, uh, Lauren's siblings like three years ago or so. Um, and her little brother was, I think two or three at the time. Uh, no, he, yeah, he would have been like two cause he was still in diapers and, uh, Lauren was changing his diaper one time and he 
wanted to grab the dirty diaper. And he, well, okay. And he did. And, uh, Lauren's Gross, like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And he goes, yes, I can. She's like, no, no, you can't. And he goes, mom says, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> so she had to be like, no, I'm pretty sure your mom didn't say you could grab dirty diapers. Like that's weird and gross. Don't do that. But that is exactly what this episode is, is you can't do that. Oh, dual monster says I can. <laughs> yes, I can. We're... Pegasus said I can. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Yu-Gi-Oh is dirty diapers. <laughs> Thank so, you for going on this journey with me, Jimmy. You're very welcome. <sighs> Let's go on another card journey. So Kaiba draws his third blue-eyes white dragon. <gasps> And he has this whole what are the odds? inner monologue where he once again tells us how he's got three blue eyes white dragons to combine into a blue eyes ultimate dragon. No one's ever done this before. Yeah, he says no one's ever done it before, which I find kind of surprising. I guess it's like Exodia? Well, to be fair, this is actually less likely than Exodia because there really has only been one other person that we've seen with the possession or in the possession of a blue eyes white dragon card. And he nearly killed that motherfucker to get the card, to get the card. And then he tore that card up. So we know that the only person in the world with blue eyes white dragons cards is Kaiba. So technically that's this true. Is maybe more impossible than Exodia. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. In defense of Kaiba, the Tyler Robertson story. <laughs> so he gets the, the, the blue eyes. Yep. And then he's like, oh, I don't have polymerization yet, so I can't bring up the ultimate dragon. So he instead activates Gift of the Mystical Elf <laughs> to increase his life points for 300. And then he summons one of the blue eyes, uh, which then attacks Griffor. And Yugi's like, "Oh no, I can't! I can't defeat a blue eyes. All a my blue creatures... eyes. How can I see this coming? <laughs> how, how, this is completely unprecedented, and all my creatures are shit." So he summons a giant soldier of stone in mm-hmm. defense position, and uh, Kaiba finally draws polymerization. How convenient for him! And part of the cards. Yep, and is finally able to fuse all his three blue eyes together into the blue eyes ultimate dragon and i think this is one of the first times in the show we see yugi actually surprised at something he had no idea this was coming that's true yeah and he remarks about um just how methodical kaiba's been playing and how he's finally been able to pull off this move and combine all his dragons into one big dragon yeah you kind of get the idea that like he's actually kind of proud of kaiba in that moment where he's like oh yeah he's he knows the heart of the cards now. Yeah, he's really been playing methodically and like he knows his shit and he's he's it's like he's got what does he say? He says it's like he's got something to fight for now. Which of course he does, but Yugi doesn't know that. Yeah, you could have just told him <laughs> that Pegasus has the soul of his little brother imprisoned in a card. Yeah, somewhere that's in the, why I have to fight you here. Right. Somewhere in the twenty minutes it took to climb up to this spot, they could have had a conversation about this. But no. Nope. Nah. And so Yugi's like shocked and appalled that this could ever happen. And all his friends cheer him on and say, oh, good show. We believe in you, Yugi. I'm Bakura. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just, just uh, 
encouraging him and Yugi remembers uh well actually Joey is like yelling at him just saying that he's fighting for the heart of the cards and just remember what you have to fight for and Yugi remembers oh yeah my grandpa <laughs> he has a whole flashback he has a whole to flashback <laughs> to show us that oh yeah he's fighting for a grandpa whose soul has been imprisoned Yugi, you in a VHS shit. tape you've forgotten about this again <laughs> And so, oh yeah, I just have to believe in the heart of the cards. And there's like this whole sequence where he's just like, I believe. And everyone's yelling at him to believe. Yep. And so he draws... At one point, Bakura just says the word believe. Yes. He just says, believe. (laughs) Master Bruce. (laughs) Believe, Master Bruce. Why do we fall, Master Bruce? (laughs) So we can draw more cards. (laughs) So we can draw more cards. Bakura, played by Michael Caine. Pegasus is totally a Batman, though. Like, he's got a castle. He's got a big house. He's got a creepy dungeon underneath it. Yep. He's a rich billionaire. Right. He's just an asshole. But Kaiba's got the voice. Yeah. In a way, they're all Batman. No. Anyway. No, No, they're not. (laughs) Yuki, like, super dramatically draws his last card of this duel, and the episode ends. Yep. To be continued. Bum, bum, bum. Man. Yep. That was a lot. That was a lot. It's the middle of a three-parter. I will say, It had say, to be all-card stuff. I will say, I'm I'm kind of glad that it was all-card stuff, because that is the fastest that we have got through an episode summary possibly ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. A bunch of card stuff happened, and then a Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon came out. There, that's your... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so let's let's do this as an experiment now. So we've gone through the Wikia, like, step-by-step description of what happened. Jimmy, here and now, tell me the things that you remember from this episode. Yugi can't bring out any powerful cards. Check. And then Kaiba brought out Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. Right. The end. To be continued. To be continued. What an episode. What a riveting episode. <laughs> um, what was your favorite part? My, hmm, that's a great question. My favorite part. There were so many. Th- there is so much to love about this episode. All my favorite things about Yu-Gi-Oh! happened in this episode. Um, probably just some of the strategies that were involved. Like, okay. it's f- nice to see... Some actual, like, actual smart things that, like, for example, Kaiba's doing that uh, didn't involve cheating with magic. It just involved using special spinners to force a new game mode. That's true. Yeah, I hadn't considered that. So this is a, a very, like, non-bullshit duel. Yeah. In a lot of ways. There, there wasn't, like, field power bonuses or all that nonsense down in the fields. Right. It's just... Two guys and two monsters. In a pizza uh, place. Having it out. Yeah. yeah. In terms of like all the card-heavy episodes we've seen so far, this one's probably one of the better ones. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because we're not like angry at some douche nozzle for changing the battlefield with magic yeah. that doesn't make sense. Or, like, oh, and here comes the moon. A rule at the last minute. And now here's the, like a crazy giant labyrinth. No, yeah. it's just monsters fighting each other. Maybe one's stronger. That one wins. <laughs> so, so simple this one's power goes up oh it it wins now it's just a good straightforward 
Yu-Gi-Oh battle. That's it. Yeah. Nice. What yeah, was your yeah. favorite? Okay. So you're going to talk about the part at the beginning. I am. So the beginning of this episode, the first like three minutes of this episode are choice. Uh, so I'm not going to remember the exact lines, but... There if, were a lot of them. There were a lot of them. If you have not been watching along uh, for some reason, or if you haven't watched any Yu-Gi-Oh, but for whatever reason, listen to our podcast. I know there are a few of you who do that. Um Go and watch season one, episode 23, just the first like five minutes of the episode because it starts with, uh, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not worried about Yugi beating uh, Kaiba. He's beaten him once before. And uh, Yugi saying like, oh, Kaiba's just obsessed with beating me. Uh, and he spends half his time just messing with people. Uh, and uh, what's the other one? He says something about like getting off, uh, getting off something. I forget what, but like... Uh, Essentially, the entire first three minutes of this episode are masturbation <laughs> jokes. It's all just a bunch of real, like, innuen- innuendo-heavy lines. Okay, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to the episode in Netflix here real quick, and we're going we're gonna to play the beginning of the episode. Skip recap. Skip recap. All right. This is way too intense. Way too intense. Yugi beat Kaiba once before. Beat Kaiba once before. What's with Kaiba anyway? What's with Kaiba anyway? Okay. Claims that he's changed. Acting like the same old creep. Uh, oh, yeah. And Bandit, Bandit Keith is there saying that he's got the best seat in the house because he likes watching. He's, he's, oh, they're, <laughs> they're really going at it, which is fine with me. I got the best seat in the house because he's a watcher. <laughs> okay, there it is. There it is. Oh, there you go. as quick as possible but that's not like him he enjoys toying with people almost as much as he enjoys winning <laughs> last time we dueled he spent half the match messing with me <laughs> uh further proving that i am a child uh and apparently the target demographic for this show <laughs> um yeah you know there have been a lot of like innuendo ripe lines before uh, and I was always convinced that it was just me reading too much into it, but this is this is pretty much just the text. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe the writers had a little bit of fun. I yeah, I think the translation team might have had something to do with this. So that's my best. Just the first, you know, three minutes of the episode. All right, what was your worst? Oh Jesus. Uh. uh hmm. My worst. That's tough. I think my worst in this episode, and sorry, the dog is sitting in between us and he's just making a weird pose right now. We're going to put that up on Instagram for sure. Um, My worst, I think, was how surprised Yugi was by the Blue Eyes White Dragon uh, and only Yugi. For somebody who's like instantly picked up this new format that Kaiba developed uh and like figured out the labyrinth thing right away or like new pegasus's magic shit right away uh the fact that he's surprised at all by kaiba having a blue eyes white dragon it's the blue eyes white dragon it's, it's kaiba it's literally everything he thinks about right blue eyes white dragons like he might as well just be like he might as well be holding a sign saying i'm going to play a blue eyes white dragon like, he has a blue eyes white dragon shaped jet 
Yeah, which we haven't seen in the show yet, but it's there. It exists. Like, you, you, you can't be surprised when that happens. It's like, oh, water's wet? What? Dude's just super obsessed with blue eyes, white dragons. It's his thing. I Yeah, so that was my worst, I think, is, the, you know, Yugi talks a big game, but, like, him being surprised by a blue-eyes white yeah, dragon. Yeah, that's a little, I think it was just, just poor sucks. writing. Just sucks. What was your worst? The castle changes between this episode and the last I episode. I knew you were going to talk about this. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if there's, just like, separate teams working on the backgrounds for each episode, but for, like, a three-parter, you'd think they'd have, like, more... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, continuity? Continuity, yes, thank you. But last episode, when they started this duel, they were up on basically this this flat area. at The, the top of the castle was just kind of flat, just yeah, all like the way across. Yeah, flat, like yeah. not in a way that you would expect a castle to be. Yeah, and in this episode, it's like the rest of the Harry Potter movies where suddenly the castle just completely changes and there's all this stuff that wasn't there before. There's like towers sticking up and like flying buttresses and you know castle architecture that just wasn't there before and it was just kind of distracting a little bit yeah and i'm looking at the thumbnails for the last couple of episodes and we do see towers behind the group kind of off in the other direction than what we see for most of this episode but yeah it's clear like especially with bandit keith Oh, yeah. Bandit Keith is in this episode, by the way, everybody. Our favorite American, um, President Bandit Keith, uh, is uh, there in a tower that just straight up didn't exist in the last episode. Yeah, last time we saw Bandit Keith, he was walking across like a parapet or something. Yeah, and you don't see the tower in any shots except the ones that Bandit Keith is in. Yeah. And it's just like freestanding. It's just suddenly there. Yeah. So, I mean... Maybe they're in a simulation and like it's all it's all a hologram all a hologram. Maybe it's a quantum castle and the act of observing it changes its state. Or maybe the uh, the artists just are underpaid. That's my vote because yep. it's a cheap show for kids. Yep. Yep. All right. Also, all the card stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those episodes. One of those episodes. Uh, do you have anything else you want to tack on about this episode? Nah. Okay. All right. Pepper, how about you? You were so quiet this whole episode. What a good boy. Oh, and of course, as soon as we hold up the mic, he's quiet. Oh. Yeah. No, I felt the same way. You're right. You know, it's a really good point. Such insight. Okay. Well, hey, you know what? That was a short one. We got through that pretty quick, but I am excited for the next uh, episode because of how we did the To Be Continued with the sort of magical slow motion, I'm going to draw a card and believe in the heart of the cards. He shows... Okay, this is be the last thing I tack on. He draws the card... Oh, I noticed this. ...in a weird way. So he pulls it from the the wrist-mounted, the, the dual-disc precursor, uh, and he does this like... Like he's a magician doing a trick on himself, he shows the card to the audience. Basically, he he draws or it. Not he, even the audience. He he was showing it to uh, the group. Like oh Tristan. yeah, that's that's he what was, I like, meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It way over there. So he's facing the camera, and he he sort of grabs the thing from the wrist, grabs the card from from his wrist deck, uh, and his deck holster extends his arm 
like 90 degrees to his right, uh, just straight out and holds the card face out away from him. So he's drawn the card, but like can't summon the will to look at it yet. And he's like praying, you know, like heart of the cards or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, he's very clearly like about to bring it like way over his head uh-huh. and then down so he can look at it. Yeah, which I think isn't that the shot that we see in the intro? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this might actually be where they got the animation. Just unnecessarily from. dramatic. Right. But the the way that the animator is really cool, like the colors and everything, it's very Doctor Strange in a mm. way. Like you you kind of get this idea that like all of this is the movements and everything is part of sort of a magical ritual of some kind um involving the heart of the cards of course there's your next uh D character you can be a warlock of the heart of the cards there okay there is a uh i forget if this was a homebrew or a uh unearthed arcana class uh where you were essentially a magic user that used the taraka deck uh which was their version of the tarot deck okay i'm gonna nerd out here for a moment their version of the tarot deck that was introduced for um uh, Curse of Strahd, the mm. the Ravenloft expansion, uh, and their whole shtick is is that they can cast magic, but they have to use the Taraka deck to sort of predict the future and see what magic. Pepper, would you quiet down? He is drinking his water so loud right now. Slop, 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 slop. Anyway, so they have to essentially do these like tarot readings to see what magic they can cast at the start of each day. Uh, whereas so other random users time. kind of yeah or you can like stack the deck in certain ways kind of so you can have certain specializations but um it's sort of like being a magic user but your only spell is the deck of many things oh yeah that's dangerous yeah uh i would love to play that i would love to play that sometime uh also go. i need to finish working on my um Yu-Gi-Oh role-playing game oh yeah that's a thing so far so good uh, all right. Well, we have, uh, just like the animators of this episode, managed to string together some sentences to pad out the length of our episode. Uh, but it has become time. Time to do what? It's time, time. to end the episode. Well, Jimmy, here we are every week. Are you ready? I'm ready. We got the card of the week. Oh, am I ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I pulled up the wrong tab. Oh, no. All right. This week's card of the week. Are you ready? I'm so oh, ready. This is going to be fucking rad. I actually, I think I have one of these in dual links. It's a 10 star card. Uh, pardon me. Nine star card. It is called Moisture Creature. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Moisture Creature. Moisture Creature? Moisture Creature. It's a fairy slash effect monster. If you tribute summon this monster Ugh. by tributing three monsters on the field, destroy all spell and trap cards on your opponent's side of the field. It has 2,800 attack and 2,900 defense. It's a badass card, and it kind of looks like it's got a hairdryer, if I remember correctly. What the hell? This is... What the hell is this? Yeah. 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 So it's a... It's... Picture a ghastly from Pokemon... And it's got it's like on a, like an '80s neon grid, and it's got like a curling iron and a like an '50s alien ray gun. What makes it a moisture creature? What 
what am I looking at here? I, you know what? It's just a bunch of like random clip art that they threw together into a card. It's a creature made of, of pure moisture. Um, here, let's look up. Uh, what did you you just googled moisture creature? Yeah. I wonder if there's any sort of lore about the moisture creature because I really want to know the legend the of the moisture creature. Uh, moisture cream for hair, moisture creature. Here we go. Yu-Gi-Oh! Fandom powered by Wakia. Um. Do, 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 do. It's a moisture alien is the oh, yes. uh, translated Japanese. Um, and will it appear in... Uh, oh, it appears in a bunch of the video games. Uh, uh, there is no lore. Uh, let's see. Let's look at errata. Errata? Errata. Lauren, is it errata or errata? Errata. Awesome. I've only seen it written before. I've ne- yeah, I've literally never heard any. Uh, okay, so no, there's just a different wording of it. Is that a hair curler or is that a uh, umbrella? Oh, it might be an umbrella. It it's really hard to tell because the handle is almost as long as the top part itself. Yeah, it looks like a parasol, maybe. What a weird card. Uh, there are two cards that function similarly to Moisture Creature. Guilford the Lightning, which destroys all monsters your opponent controls, and Beast King Barbaros, which destroy, destroys all cards your opponent controls. Uh, they're usually tribute summoned. Moisture Creature is a hidden character in Yu-Gi-Oh! The False Bound Kingdom. He claims to be an alien that got trapped inside the game and is identified as a monster character. He attacks with the gun-like device, the attack called Sterilizing Beam. In the full game model, Moisture Creature is an alien-like character. The umbrella-like device is spread out in defense position, so it is an umbrella. Uh, This monster is an immortal monster in Yu-Gi-Oh! The Duelist of the Roses. The spiky objects inside this monster's weapon canister, so it's sort of like an alien ray gun with like a a water bottle on the back that's got little spikes in it. So the spiky objects inside the uh, monster's weapon canister... Uh, are the same objects in the artwork of Servant of Catabolism, uh, which is also an immortal monster in the Yu-Gi-Oh! The Duelist of the Roses. It is Crush, as shown in Yu-Gi-Oh! The Duelist of the Roses. When this monster is destroyed, Crush Field appears. Uh, this card may reference the phrase on Cloud 9, as clouds are made of moisture. Uh, and this card is level 9. Because that makes sure? sense. Yep. So wait. Like, in the lore of the game, this creature is an alien that says it's been trapped in the game of Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes. In Duel Monsters? That's why it has a digital background, is it's an alien, uh, which is why it has the alien ray gun, that is mostly moisture, which is why it has an umbrella. Yes. And it got trapped in a video game, which is why it has the digital background. Interesting. I thought it was. Is it though? Is it? Eh. <laughs> okay. Well, I what it was it, your guess? I thought it was had been trapped like within the game Dual Monsters itself. Like it had some, somehow been trapped in this card game system. Well, so you're I, saying it was trapped in the a Yu-Gi-Oh video game, and, that it, says and is a card in that game. So you, you are also correct. It got trapped in the game, and the game made it a card in the game. And now it's a game in real. Now it's a card in oh, the game in real life. I feel kind of bad for this thing now. 
This is sort of like it's like a Star Trek monster that yeah. they would encounter. Well, this, this is sort of like um, when Data makes the Moriarty simulation, like oh, uh-huh. ultra intelligent, and he tries co- coming out of the computer. Like that's what's happening here, but it's in dual monsters. Yikes! Yeah. So pretty soon we're going to start seeing cards of uh, you know Mokuba's trapped soul, right? Like that's yeah. how that works by these rules. So now I have to wonder: Does that mean that there's only one moisture creature card, or are there multiple moisture creature cards? And if so, are they each a different alien that has been trapped in the video game that then became a real card? This is getting way too this complex. Is getting way too much. But now that makes me wonder: If you got a hold of the card that Pegasus trapped Mokuba's soul in, uh-huh. can you play it in an actual game? Of dual monsters is is his soul tournament legal? <laughs> Everything that we have seen so far in this show leads me to believe that the answer must be yes. Grandpa and Mokuba are absolutely playable cards. <laughs> now, what their effects would be, I don't know. Do you have to be in the shadow realm to play them? We we've seen that you can link souls to cards and still play those cards, uh, as in the duel with Bakura, bad Kura. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I summon Grandpa Yugi. Help me! Okay. No. Okay. Here's where here's what gets real attack. weird. Attack. So Steve's, attack is blue eyes white so, dragon. All right. So we Yugi, we've got please. we've got Grandpa card and Mokuba card in our hand. What do we draw next? Polymerization. Oh God. Oh God. What weird Steven Universe fusion monster comes out of this? <laughs> That's the episode. Black hair, ultimate grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, if you have opinions about what uh, Grandpa and Mokuba with polymerization as a dual monster would look like, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at YAMPOD. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Uh, you can email us at youactivatingmypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can go to our website. That's uh, tyler.games slash Y-A-M-P or welcome to flavor.town slash Y-A-M-P. Um, all of those places are great. Uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, of course. That's hopefully how you're listening to this show or, you know, your podcatcher of choice. Um, Such a weird word. I know. If you do uh, happen to use Apple Podcasts, please, please, please rate and review the show. That's how people find us. Um, we've gotten, you know, some some great responses and stuff on Twitter and Instagram, but, uh, you know, we need that love on Apple Podcasts, too, just to keep the, the show going because we clearly don't advertise or anything anywhere because really you're the only people who like this. Um, all right. Well, Hey, until next time, Jimmy pepper. See, here's the thing. He will whine up until you start paying attention to him. That's how he gets you. That's how he gets you. So we pull out the phone to like take a picture or take a video of him whining. He stops. Thank you. There it is. Until next time, it's never been done before. Swear to me.